This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The IRS is the most feared agency in the world. You've heard ads from other companies offering to help taxpayers only if they owe over $10,000. Here at Platinum Tax Defenders, we're A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, and we're proud to be one of the only tax firms in the country who understands that people who owe less than $10,000 need help just as badly. The IRS doesn't care how much money you owe. They'll still garnish your wages and even seize your assets. So whether you owe just a few thousand dollars or hundreds of thousands, call now for your free tax consultation. If you qualify, we may even be able to reduce your tax debt down to a small fraction of what you owe. So don't wait until the IRS seizes your property and garnishes your wages. Call 800-579-4967 and get your tax problem resolved once and for all. That number again is 800-579-4967. I saw a headline on the Blaze that said something to the effect of uh, Pat Gray goes easy on Jeff Fisher while Stuberger recuperates, <laughs> which I was... <laughs> I mean, that is, that's a, I mean, it's I, quite a controversy. It's out there now. You, you have to, to answer it. for it. You hate to see it. Worthy uh, of a breaking headline now. On yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, Jared Kushner is going to be a White House senior advisor. Um, now, of course, if he was not an official White House senior advisor, he would still be a, an advisor. So it really, I, everyone's getting all worked up about this because there are apparently nepotism laws that would technically prevent Kushner in many roles. Mm. Um, the Trump administration's argue, uh that felt really weird coming off the tongue. I gotta say it. Uh, the Trump administration's uh, uh, <laughs> argument is that uh, for a senior advisor, uh, you don't need those laws. Don't apply to the senior advisor. They're gonna have a little bit of a battle about that. Um, I, I would expect Trump to win that. It's not a you know, it, it's it's an out. It's not even a <clears throat> cabinet level role. Mm-hmm. It's just some. Hey, this guy's gonna talk to me a lot about the things I'm doing. I mean, <laughs> okay, uh, you know, it's an important role, but it's not a role that you could prevent. A family member from participating in. Well, this goes back to the Kennedy administration, where he put what well, Bobby Kennedy is the head of the FDA or EPA or something like that. So they tried mm-hmm. to ban it um, mm-hmm. in the future. So you're not just like naming your kids. He was Attorney roles. General. Attorney General. That's right. It's mm-hmm. not that I can even remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but maybe he had a dual <laughs> role in the administration. I wasn't quite sure possible. there for Attorney a second. General. Thank you, Pat. But yes. Um, um, it, so it, it, you know, it's a role that we all know first ladies have. It, does anybody doubt that first ladies advise the president on many point. things? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's sort of a silly I mean, controversy, but I, they're going to use every step they can to try to trust the guy, and I don't necessarily like the guy. This Kushner guy seems really liberal to me. Yeah, um, I think he's a smart guy, but he's, he's very probably liberal. smart, but he's, he's liberal. They're registered Democrats or independents. I, I don't know, but they're not Republicans, and they're not conservatives, and so I'm leery of it. I don't think it's a great idea, but there's nothing that can prevent it, I don't think. Yeah, they're going to try to do it legally, but, I mean, what would be the result of that? He would, they would talk about it at dinner? I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. What, like, he's got to... He'll do it anyway. He's going to email just, him anyway. It's just not going to be official. Deny. It would just not be an official role. Yeah. And, of course, what comes along with him being a special advisor is he has to divest his business interests. So you'd think there'd actually be an interest in making mm. this happen. Um, uh, it's actually a good thing for people who might be concerned. Uh, by the way, Kushner is like, you know, uh, de Blasio's favorite guy. This is a, as you point out, a a, a left wing guy, uh, a liberal. He's been running a liberal um, wow. website for a long time, The Observer, um, which uh, mis- magically just endorsed Donald Trump, which is weird. 
Wow. Uh, really? It's really liberal. Huh. That's uh, kind of a coincidence, uh, a I publication would say. Um, wound up endorsing Donald Trump, which was one of the only publications in America that, uh, that wound up doing that. Um, Coincidental. And for it to be a New York liberal institution, which was, was, a, was a tad strange, as yeah. some of their writers sort of noted at the time. Um, but, you know, look, it's just, it, it, you know, what's he going to do? I mean, the bottom line is, uh, I got the reputation of my magazine, but, uh, or I can endorse my wife's dad. <laughs> I'm going to go with the wife's dad thing, because that's the yeah. one that's going to make my life miserable if I don't do it. I got a hot wife, and I want her to stick around. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going with her dad. <laughs> I really think, to a large extent, that's how this started. I think so, too. Um, and now it's turned into something, I think, where Kushner is very well educated on matters uh, that he has to deal with. Trump had some gaps to fill in, uh-huh. and they were filled in with Ivanka and Jared Kushner's understanding of the world. That doesn't seem like a necessarily a good thing if you're a conservative. No. However, they at least have a handle on these things. Mm. I mean, they, you know, this is their world. So, um, and, you know, it's going to happen anyway. So, uh, look, we'll see what the results are going forward. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like the Rand Paul thing, though. Um, Rand Paul has uh, released a budget. Um, and uh, it's going to balance itself within, was it five years or ten years? Five, five. Five years. Yeah, really fast. Now, Rand Paul was doing this sort of thing when he first got into the Senate, and I loved him for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there was a, there's a gap. Uh, there's some some hazy memories uh, <laughs> of, uh, but uh, generally speaking, Rand Paul's great on spending, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I like the fact that he's pushing Republicans up Republicans up against the wall here because it's it's easy to pass something that says, well, we're going to increase the budget a little bit less than Barack Obama did, right? Um, and we're gonna we're gonna spend a lot more, but we're you know, we're going to lower taxes a little bit. They increased the budget uh, at a, about a 7% yearly clip, and we're only going to do 6.79%. Right. This is a, <laughs> That's usually what we get. Right. So uh, The other side of this is, is a legit effort by Rand Paul. Yeah, uh, where he says five years we balance the budget. Um, That'd be great. He gave me. We should. I mean, he'd be interesting to have on either on this show or on radio. Yeah, he would. He, um, because yeah. I would like him to explain exactly what he wants to do, where the pitfalls, where we're going to hear that all the children are starving. Uh, you know, give us a heads up. He gave a twenty-minute presentation um, about. Uh, he said it was not a budget, but as the vehicle to repeal Obamacare. I mean, it, it has to go through the budget process, so it technically is a budget. Um, he, uh, he said uh, he w- the budget was simple. He freezes spending on the budget. He said uh, doing so will cause the balance the budget itself over or b- a budget to balance itself over five years. And this is true. You don't really have to make extreme cuts um, to balance the budget. You just need to not spend more. Yeah. And by the way, if we're going to save the country, um, that's a really good place to start by balancing the budget because the debt is going to be so large eventually that it, it, we're going to collapse uh, uh, because of the weight of it. And, and that's, just, that's just a fact. And it's just a matter of how much money you print to try to prop us up in the meantime. So far, it's $4 trillion. It could be $40 trillion before it collapses. I, I don't know. I doubt it. But eventually, somewhere along the line, the house of cards comes down because that's what we're built on right now. So... If you balance the budget within five years, you got at least you, you're giving yourself a chance. We're, we're giving ourselves a chance. Yeah, to, now that's not going to stop the, the it, deficit. It's, it's not no. going to get rid of the deficit. No. We're still going to have $20 trillion in debt if yes. we were to do this. However, we wouldn't be adding to it. But it's a good it with the exception. Right. We wouldn't be adding to it. Uh, 
we would still be paying interest on all that money, which, which is a lot. Um, but at least we wouldn't be making it worse. And we can go from there. Yeah. You know, if you can do this, a spending freeze. Stop for, the hemorrhaging first. For five years, mm -hmm. um, uh, you're going to balance the budget. You do it for another five years, you're going to start knocking down um, uh, other, other you'll, you'll have enough revenue to start knocking down the interest payments. Mm -hmm. uh, you do it for another five years, uh, then you're really getting somewhere. I mean, you're at the right. point where you are paying down the deficit uh, in large part. There's nothing, there's nothing to say that you can't have any deficits. But when you're coming to uh, you know, a, mul a multiple of your, the size of your economy as your deficit, it's a tad problematic. Mm -hmm. um, and Rand Paul... You know, a few others are the only ones who actually seem to take this seriously. Even a lot of good conservatives will do things like, well, we need to cut this program and this program that I don't like. I'm all for cutting those programs that I don't uh, like as, as well. You know, you want to you cut the funding of the EPA? I'm uh, fine with cutting the funding of the EPA. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, you want to cut the, uh, you know, several different departments you can cut down. But that's not going to get you there. You need to do something like this mm -hmm. where you say to... Uh, uh, an or, you know, you go to say to the EPA, hey, EPA, we don't agree with you on everything. We're going to still do some things within your organization, but you have the same amount of money you had last year. So prioritize. Take the thing that is the crappiest in your organization and get rid of that and pay for something that's higher priority. They'll have a cow, but so what? But, you know, so what? So what? Um, you should be do able to anyway. handle that. You should uh -huh. be able to handle that. That's not, you know, almost every organization, certainly ones the size of the federal government, are able to do just that. Um, there's a, an old consulting uh, tradition in business, which, you know, these, they hire these, you hire these really expensive companies to come in and they say, basically, take your bottom, whatever your 5% of wor your worst employees, um, and you get rid of them. And if you need to hire new ones, we'll hire new ones. But always fire the worst 5% of your employees every year. And over a long period of time, you wind up with all good employees. Now, hopefully at that point you stop firing the worst 5% because they're actually good. Uh, mm -hmm. The point, though, is that there's usually so much crap in an organization that if you do just a few percent at the very bottom, you can do that and still handle it. We've been trying to do that with just the bottom one of our employee for a long time, which is, of course, Jeffy. And so far we have uh, been unsuccessful. Um, but uh, As you see there. Right? He's still here. Uh, yeah, in right fact, there. hey, Jeffy. What's up? Nothing. Yeah. We're uh, just... Just, uh, you get, just thanks for giving it. us an example of what a crappy heap of an employee you are. Uh, as you're not I'm even sorry, listening to them. <laughs> okay, uh, so I, I hope it works. Um, you know, I you know our level of optimism uh, on the particular administration, uh, and it's high, it's really high, really high, and it's, it's over three uh, percent. Yeah. optimistic about. But it. hey, it's I, over three. Whatever. I mean, I guess you know, <laughs> like. I, I gotta say, this is the weird thing. Um, I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> is that I? I mean, mm -hmm. all this stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just I, there's something about the last year that has convinced me none of this matters, mm -hmm. and I, I don't think that's a healthy place to be, particularly as a person hosting a show. And we can still talk about it, and I can find it interesting in this sort of like, hey, look at what's happening over there, sort of way. But man, none in of it feels like it matters. Philosophical sort yeah. of way, but in practice, yeah. it doesn't seem to matter. Right. There's, are there any principles or values that matter anymore that either side hold to? I, I don't, it doesn't seem like it. The IRS is the most feared agency in the world. You've heard ads from other companies offering to help taxpayers only if they owe over $10,000. 
Here at Platinum Tax Defenders, we're A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, and we're proud to be one of the only tax firms in the country who understands that people who owe less than $10,000 need help just as badly. The IRS doesn't care how much money you owe. They'll still garnish your wages and even seize your assets. So whether you owe just a few thousand dollars or hundreds of thousands, call now for your free tax consultation. If you qualify, we may even be able to reduce your tax debt down to a small fraction of what you owe. So don't wait until the IRS seizes your property and garnishes your wages. Call 800-579-4967 and get your tax problem resolved once and for all. That number again is 800-579-4967. 800-579-4967.